Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground. The three spooked girls. Hey, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I am here with my favorite ghoul friend, Jessica. Hello. Hello. Oh my gosh, you are so much more energetic than I am, but it's fine. We're recording in the morning, so it's like always weird for us. It's <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. This is like just after caffeine has kicked in. So like in this I moment. mean, yes, I ate some cereal and coffee because we sat here for a fucking hour talking before <laughs> we're like, we're gonna record and it's been like an hour. It's fine. It's fine, guys. Anyways. <laughs> So today is our monthly installment of Listener's Encounters. If you are new here, this is story submitted by you guys. You can do so by sending it to 3spookgirls at gmail.com. They can be paranormal or true crime, whichever you prefer. If you'd like to hang out with us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at 3spookedgirls. We also have our amazing Facebook group in real time. We are in the middle of our secret Satan, which is like a secret Santa, but Halloween-y. And so we do all kinds of fun stuff like that over there if you would like to check that out. Mm -hmm. If you would like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com backslash 3spookedgirls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month, and it goes up from there. We have video content and live streams starting at $5. All right. Well, I am excited. We got some good stories. So I'm going to hand it to Jessica so she can read us our first one. Okay. Our first one comes from Skelly, which I was like, that's a name. I love that name. I love it. Okay. It goes, hi, girls. I'm Skelly. Yes. Like Skelly, the skeleton. (laughs) And there's literally, she wrote, ha ha. So (laughs) I would like to start off by saying you both are amazing. I love to listen to your podcast while I'm studying or doing chores. When I first heard about listener encounters, I knew I had to share this story with you guys. So I guess I'll stop ranting and get to it. My grandpa always tried to scare me with spooky TV shows that really didn't make much sense, but they were still quite scary to me, especially the ones about haunted houses. One night when I was around nine, I went to bed and like any other kid at that age, I was scared of the dark. So I always slept with a blanket over my ears and my eyes. Okay, this is so true. Like I would do the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. I'd be like, nobody can see me. Actually, I would like put a thumbtack in the wall and like make my comforter into like a, because I had a blanket that had like eyelids in it so I could like hang it. Oh, genius. Yeah, my parents hated it. (laughs) They would would just take the thumbtack and I'd go find a new (laughs) thumbtack. I finally fell asleep, but of course I woke up in the middle of the night to find my face straight down into my pillow. I never sleep like this. 
I was going to move my face, but I got a really weird feeling. So I sat still. Stupid, I know. But I got even stiffer when a hand was pressed over my back, over the back of my head, pushing me into the pillow. I was terrified, but I decided not to move. Again, I know stupid, but I was frozen with fear. I mean, this is legit. Like she's, this is an explanation. Like I was scared. I didn't move. Makes total sense. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) This hand pressed down so hard I couldn't breathe. I started to struggle. I never felt so close to death. The hand finally let go just before it felt like I was going to pass out or die. As soon as it let go, I slowly turned my head, keeping my eyes closed so I could breathe. I forced myself to go back to sleep. When I woke up in the morning, I told my grandpa what happened. I'm not sure if he was serious or if he was just trying to scare me, but he told me that my stepfather's grandmother died in the room I was staying in. Terrified, I worried if she didn't like me since my mom had recently married her grandson, my stepdad. I also considered if someone was in the house was trying to kill me, but chickened out. I mean, like facts, like how the fuck are you supposed to bring that up at nine? Be like, is someone trying to murder me? (laughs) Right. I now bury this memory in the far back of my brain, trying to forget that night someone or something tried to kill me. Sorry, this is so long. It's been quite an experience in remembering everything that happened. If you do read this, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. No one here seems to listen to my story. My mom brushed it off as a nightmare, but it felt real. No, I totally feel you. Like, they're weird mm-hmm. shit out there. And there are entities out there who are like, mm, I just want to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. All righty, y'all. I've gotten back into working out and trying to eat better. And for me, at least, food is typically the hardest part to map out. But we are here to tell you that a healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has amazing flavors you'll love, but without all the bad stuff. There's zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs, and only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. And we are loving the variety pack that comes with four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Yes, I'm still on that frosted train. I love it so (gasps) So much. (laughs) Do you have an update for mixing cocoa and peanut butter? It is fantastic. I will tell you that it literally, (laughs) okay, one of my favorite breakfast cereals was like a mixture of the two, like cocoa peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Since I've been diagnosed with diabetes, I haven't been able to enjoy it because it would would kill me. Yeah. (laughs) We joke in my house. But this is such a great alternative and not lacking flavor. Like I love the fact that this is full flavor. Yes. Me too. And what's nice is I typically do protein post-workout, but since we've been trying this cereal, I've been eating it and uh, it gets the job done. It gets the job done and it's delicious. Ooh. Oh my gosh, that sounds fantastic. You're welcome. Okay, so if you want to try it too, go to magicspoon.com slash spookedgirls to grab the variety pack and try it for yourself today. And be sure to use the promo code spookedgirls at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash spookedgirls and use the code spookedgirls to save $5 off. Thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so I am going to apologize because I'm not sure how to pronounce this listener's name. It's either Sabelle or Sable. Not sure. 
But I have to say really quick before I start their story, they sent a digital drawing artwork they did of Georgie and it is the <gasps> best thing ever. Yay! I love it. I And I'm so happy you sent it in your email because I saw you sent it on our Instagram, but then I couldn't go when I went back to go to save it and say thank you. I couldn't find the fucking message. So I am. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so in the subject line, they put mom spirit versus demon. So. Oh, God. There we go. They write, hey, lovely ladies. I hope you guys are doing well. I have a fun one for today. I'm really hoping these emails make it to the podcast. But even if they don't, I hope you enjoy it. And now some background. My mom passed away about 15 years ago. It was an overdose, not intentional, partied too much with her friends one night, playing cards and the alcohol, meds and drugs were all too much for her body. I have two older brothers, Eric's the oldest and Aaron the other. The story is based on Eric, his wife Vicky, and their children. Here we go. And (laughs) I can't do a good accent, but like in parentheses, she put insert Mario's accent. (laughs) Here we go. My oldest brother, Eric, and his wife, Vicky, are high school sweethearts and at the time only had two kids. Now they have three. Back then, it was my niece, Diana, and my nephew, Eric. At the time, he was nonverbal and is autistic. He now talks so much and so good. Oh, yay. We love to see it. That's so good. Vicky's dad and uncle bought this house in Lowell, Massachusetts. They didn't know too much about it, but that it clearly needed some work. They renovated that house and made it a home. It was actually a two-family home. My brother and his family on the lower floor and my sister-in-law's family on the second. Like I said, my nephew is nonverbal. Mind you, he's also two-ish at the time. For a while, my nephew Eric would wake up randomly throughout the night and scream. Scream so loud it woke everybody up. No one really knew why. They comforted him and put him back to bed. He would also have scratch marks on his back, face, and arms. This would happen almost every single night, always pointing at the corner slash closet area and just scream and cry. Oh my gosh, poor baby. Over time, my brother Eric would notice things go missing, like his hat, his shoes, cards, a bunch of random things. He always thought it was the kids, and no matter how much he looked, he could never find these things. Eric is also very sensitive to the paranormal. He tries to ignore it mostly. After a while, with my nephew having the screaming fits at night, my brother and his wife would just bring him into their room to sleep. My brother and sister-in-law would wake up with long scratch marks on their backs, their arms, and legs. And there wasn't any pets in the house either. They both also experienced seeing these large dark shadows walking through the house. My brother is six foot something and my sister-in-law was up late one night in the kitchen doing stuff and out of the corner of her eye, she saw the shadow walk by. She had thought it was my brother. While still looking at her phone, she said, is the baby still sleeping? But she got no response. She looked up and saw nothing. Went back to my room and my brother was still sleeping like a baby. Creepy. After giving it a bit of time and things just getting worse and worse, they reached out to a medium. Without giving the medium any information, the lady quickly brought up a very dark male demon in the house. Said that there is an older male who had killed himself in the house and he didn't want any children there. Oh, shit. Right? That's scary. She then asked if things were happening and, of course, my brother and sister-in-law said yes. She then said there is definitely a mother spirit here as well. She's not dangerous and she's trying to do her best to keep him away from them but can't keep it up much longer. They then asked the medium, what do you mean, after confirming it was our mom. She said, she doesn't feel strong enough. She's missing something. It clicked in my brother's head that the thing that was missing was my mom's ashes. She was cremated and her ashes were at the house that my other brother and I were at. The medium then said that if my mom's ashes were in the house, she would be much stronger. This sounded silly to my brother. How could she not be strong enough? It's just her ashes. The very next day, he got the ashes of my mom and brought them home. Also got holy water and saged the house. 
every room, every closet, and everyone in the house. Since then, there was very little to no activity in the house. My sister-in-law looked up the history of the house and did find information about the man who killed himself. Also found out that while her dad and uncle were doing the renovations, they found a Ouija board and a red painted pentagram in the middle of the floor, which is now the kitchen. No, 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 no. No, thank you. They didn't Mm -hmm. mention this? Like, what? No, no, thank you. No fucking thank you. Oh, they they didn't want to tell anyone and scare them, so they kept it quiet until my sister-in-law started asking questions. What? (laughs) No, if you ever find that in a house you're renovating, you fucking tell everybody. (laughs) And get someone to fucking cleanse that shit. Ooh. Oh my god. Don't be the people who are like, let's just put down new flooring. <laughs> it's fine. We're gonna paint over it. It'll be all right. It's fine. Right. It's fine. It'll be cool. Paint <laughs> paint gets rid of demons, right? Do you have a cabinet full of acne treatments and skincare products, but don't even remember what half of them do? Honestly, there's like thousands and thousands of products and serums, and I'll just be real, I don't even know what most of them do. (laughs) Right? Besides like what's on the ads or on the commercials. (laughs) So true. For me, it's like I go to the store and then I buy them and then I come home and I'm like, oh, why did I need this? Right, exactly. (laughs) So I get that. But we've kind of found a solution to this big problem. Yes. Which is Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. And they connect you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. Yes. And we both have gotten products, of course, Mm -hmm. because we love them. And I have been having really good luck with everything I got sent. My acne that I had is actually already cleaning up and it hasn't been super, super long, but I am so excited. Me too. I can tell you that... I can feel the difference in this. Like there are times where I'm like, oh, you know, I normally would be like, oh, I wore this brand of makeup today. So I normally get a pimple and I haven't seen that. Mm -hmm. That's been good. And my skin just feels so soft. I love it. I love it. So if you guys want to do this too, all you have to do is fill out their online quiz about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. And what's nice is not only do they treat acne, they can also help you with your other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. We have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash spookedgirls when you use the code spookedgirls. This code is only available for our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash spookedgirls and click begin visit. Then use our code spookedgirls at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash spookedgirls. And use that code spookedgirls to get your dermatology visit and save $15. And we want to thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. All right, we want to take a quick minute to say thank you to our newest patrons this month. Thank you to Sandra, John, Lori, Amanda, Myra, Carrie, Lauren, Mary, Brittany, and Jess. Thank you all so, so much for supporting the show. It honestly means the entire world to Jessica and I that you guys believe in our show enough and want to support us. We love you all so much, and we hope you enjoyed that bonus content over there on Patreon. It's fine. Yes. Okay. (laughs) You just need eggshell white and it will be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I got it.
it's totally out of we should start a paint company no one steal this from me we should start a paint <laughs> company that has like been blessed <laughs> and then we'll sell it to people who have demons in their houses we'll make a fortune it'll be oh, great oh fuck yes okay <laughs> once things calmed down they did reach back out to the medium and she said that she could feel the male spirit had left and all she could feel was my mom there that my mom was so strong and protective she also said that the people who were there prior who were playing with the Ouija board and drew the pentagram were immature. Young kids who opened a door slash portal and didn't know how to close it. She did let my brother and his wife know that it is now closed and they shouldn't have to worry about the demon anymore. This whole thing was going on for a few months and thankfully my nephew doesn't remember anything from when he was younger. Good. Right? Oh my God. My niece didn't experience anything and for my brother and his wife, they just wanted to move past it. My mom never met her grandkids, and it makes my heart happy that she protected them ever since they were babies. We always show her picture to them, and they know that this is their mema. She was such an amazing woman and loved her kids so much, so I can only imagine how she would have loved her grandbabies. This is such a long story, but I really hope you both enjoyed it. And then she told me about the picture for Georgie. And she says, see you on the other side, ladies. I love it. I love it. Badass, badass mom slash grandma. Love it. Right? My mom to be on the other side protecting me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Feel like you're slacking. Just saying <laughs> I almost died. Like Maybe that's why you didn't. Good job, mom. Maybe that's why you didn't. Maybe. It would be like my mom doing to the last minute though. She's like, okay, you've learned your lesson. Let's let's fix this now. <laughs> <laughs> right? It'd be my mom. Okay. Our next story comes from Nancy. Nancy writes, Hello, y'all. I'm a recent new listener and I've binged all your episodes while at work. So thank you for that and for having amazing voices that I'm happy mm-hmm. to listen to all day long. Oh, that's so nice because yeah, I'm so self-conscious you. about my voice. I'm always like, it sounds weird. <laughs> to start off, I don't have many encounters. She put encounters in quotation marks. But I do have two stories. Until this day, I've always enjoyed listening to scary stories that have happened to other people or know of something that happened to someone else. I feel like most people of Hispanic descent are very open to believing ghosts, which is especially the devil himself. But let me backtrack a little. Most of my mom's family resides in Chihuahua, Mexico. And since we lived in the border town in El Paso, Texas, it was sort of a tradition to go and visit the family during our summer breaks when I was little. There was a very small, again, quotation marks, family reunion happening at my grandma's house. That's where we would stay when we visited. I sat in the living room and there was a bunch of cousins, at least four aunts, my mom, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, two or three uncles, and I do not remember if my older brother had gone with us during this trip, but I was around 10 or a little younger. Well, I have no idea how, but the subject of scary stories came up and I was beyond excited. All capitals for the word excited. Yay. I enjoyed spending time with my family in these type of settings and throwing scary stories. Heck yeah. I honestly can't remember the stories they shared, but I do clearly remember that they started telling stories involving the devil and I was more than intrigued. I remember being a little bit scared, but nothing too serious. The devil talk continued until all of a sudden the living room lights flickered or started to flicker. I was on high alert and now very scared as my family started pointing out that there was, they probably invoked something by talking about the devil so much. I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) There was like several of (laughs) Side note, this has been really fun to read because of all of this. (laughs) Someone had suggested to possibly drop scary stories and move on to something else, but alas, the devil stories continued. This is the very one (laughs) track my family. They're like, no, fuck this. (laughs) We shall talk about scary stories. I like it. Mm. Not too long after, the lights started to flicker again, and bam, all the lights went out. 
I was completely in a state of panic. I was trying so hard to calm myself down and not be the annoying crying child that cries loud and obnoxiously. You know those ones. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Been on many an airplane with them. So someone went out the front door and noted that all the houses in the neighborhood had power except my grandma's house. My uncle went out back and checked the breaker box and said nothing was wrong. And he flipped the breaker on and off and the lights came back on. At that point, I was silently crying. Tears just poured down my face. And I went and buried myself into the arms of another one of my uncles. After everyone calmed down for a bit, they joked about continuing to talk about ghost stories. But I begged (laughs) them not to, to please stop. They agreed as they saw how scared I was. Oh. So Nancy did submit two stories. We're going to save the second story for another episode. Yes. Okay. So our last story of the episode comes from Hannah. And the sub- I had to save the subject line again because it said, Demon terrorized my mom. You will love this story. <laughs> you have like a theme going on. I do. I mean, we kind of do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Hannah wrote, Hey, spooky ladies. I know this is super long, but it is so worth it. My name is Hannah and I'm a college student at Missouri S&T and studying to be a doctor. Hell yeah. I lived in rural Missouri all of my life and so has my mom. The women in my family have always been sensitive to what goes on behind the veil. I have several different instances from my grandma that happened and I have my own, but nothing compares to what my mother went through when she just turned 20. So she was in college and working full-time on my grandparents' dairy farm. So since she was going to college, my grandfather bought this nearby land with a house on it to expand the farm and allow my mom to live there so she could go to school and live close to work. It started with little things. Before my dad moved in with her, she had a roommate. And the first event was they were listening to the radio in the living room and the radio channel changed. The voice coming over the radio was this voice that made her heart race, screaming about the devil. They immediately turned it off and it immediately came back on and they had to unplug it. Oh, God. Right? No, no, no. If you, mm-mm. It, I'm like, if it came back on after you unplugged it, fucking burn it. <laughs> immediately remove it from your home. Like, this thing yeah. is not welcome. No, no, no. It was little things here and there, and eventually her roommate moved out and my dad moved in. After that, it started to increase. Every day, she woke up at 4 a.m. to round up the cattle to be milked before class, and every single morning, she could see somebody walking outside her window, and after several days, it would say her name. (gasps) No! Mm -mm. No, 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 no. And she thought it was someone fucking with her, but how dedicated would someone be to wake up before 4 a.m. to stand outside someone's window? Yeah, no. I mean... (laughs) I feel like that's something, like, I have friends who would do that to fuck with me, but, like, not every day in a row. Yeah. When my mom got pregnant with me, that's when it got worse. But things would only happen if she was home alone or if she was home with my half-sister, who was my dad's daughter from a previous relationship. One day, she was making something for my sister, and there was a giant crash, and she felt the floor shake. And my mom thought the TV fell on my sister, so she came (gasps) running out, but nothing was out of place. I know. That's so scary. Like, I don't, like, just thinking of, like... I'm not a mom, but I've definitely have children in my life that I love. Yeah. Like, could you imagine thinking that <gasps> a huge object fell on your child? Oh, my God. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. One day, the ceiling fan was going ungodly fast. She started singing Amazing Grace, and it spun so hard, it fell off of the ceiling. What the no. fuck? That is scary as fuck. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. One day got so bad that she called my grandmother to come stay while my dad was at work. My mom was expecting my dad home soon, and she saw a figure go into the front door and aggressively jiggle the handle. 
They didn't use the front door because the cars get parked by the back door. She yelled, go away, and started praying. The windows in the living room started shaking like they were going to break. She goes to run to the bedroom and the windows in there are shaking as well. She calls my grandmother to come immediately and they continued shaking until my grandmother stepped out of the vehicle. It got to the point where my father, who was a paramedic who worked 48 hour shifts was gone. My grandmother had to stay the night so my mom wouldn't be attacked. There was more than just this evil entity in the house. My grandmother would have an elderly woman who would come and sit next to her when she sewed and you could witness this woman open the door and then sit on the stool my grandmother set out for her. What the fuck? And then her grandmother's like, I got a friend. (laughs) It's fine. You can come sit with me. You're just lonely. The reason we think it was a demon attacking my mom was because my uncles working in the fields around the house had seen a little girl with her back turned to them if they were working near the house. They would try to talk to her and she would be gone. One time she turned and my uncle saw she had no eyes. No, move. Sell the farm. Honestly. Go. The morning of September 11th, 2001, my mom woke up feeling so emotionally drained and felt like she had got hit by a car. She went to fold some laundry and watch some TV right before the news broke of the first tower being hit. She heard laughter. When she turned back from looking, the first tower had been hit. The scariest part of all of this is the day I was born. Everything or everyone in the house was gone. The elderly woman never came to sew, never saw the little girl, and nothing ever whispered to my mom again. Eventually, my mom moved out and several years later, my aunt moved in and I remember being about seven when my aunt lived there and this was before I knew what had happened in this house. I could feel eyes on me in the house and I could never breathe and I could never spend the night with my aunt. Sorry the story was so long. My mom had always said that this was the worst experience she ever went through and sometimes still has nightmares. I mean... Understandably so. Jesus fuck. Oh my God. So scary. E- okay, now that yeah. I'm now that I'm totally creeped out by your guys' stories. <laughs> I'm so glad we read these in the daytime this time. Honestly, if we had done this at night, I would have been like, I'm I'm gonna cry now. It's okay. I'm gonna go watch I'd be like, I'm gonna go watch a Disney movie. It's fine. Honestly, fuck. All right. Well, that is gonna go ahead and wrap up today's listener encounter episode. We hope you guys enjoyed. Again, if you would like to submit a story, you can send that to three spookgirls at gmail.com and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.